Guys, ladies, we good? We good? You good? Awesome, awesome, uh, modestly great. And so, hey, listen, if we've not had the opportunity to meet, my name is John, I'm one of the pastors here. And if you've been around Action for any amount of time, then you would understand this con- concept. If you're new, uh, visiting with us, then uh, we're gonna introduce you to uh, what we call uh, three in 30. And that's uh, three communicators that you may not get an opportunity to hear a whole lot, but our, our staff and our teams know these guys and ladies incredibly well. And, uh, and so each of them is gonna come up and share a 10-minute message. And it's really amazing. Obviously, this is the second time we've done this. And, and the continuity from one to the next, uh, because God weaves things together, is really, really absolutely amazing. And so on behalf of our spiritual leadership team, really excited to have the privilege to, to introduce to you today our three communicators. Again, uh, our teams and the people that they, they lead and, and, and specifically the first one, our students, uh, our students get a chance to hear him all the time because Pastor Chandler Neiman is our student's director. And so will you please welcome with me to the platform, Pastor Chandler Neiman. Well, good morning, Action Church. How we doing? We doing good? There we go. Like, like he said, I'm the student guy, so I need some energy. They brought up the loud guy first, the guy with the energy, and then we'll get super spiritual next time. Just kidding. Uh, but I do need some energy. Like he said, I'm the student director here. Uh, I love Action Church. I'm so thankful for Pastor Justin and, and everything. He actually was my pastor back when I was in middle school, and so it's really, really amazing for him to try. I know. Aw. But it, uh, <laughs> it's such a cool opportunity, so thank you uh, wherever you are, Pastor Justin, for this opportunity. A little bit w- more about me. Uh, I'm married. I got married two years ago as of tomorrow, which is amazing. Oh, man, that's two services in a row. They're just excited for us. Uh, two, two years ago as of yesterday, which if you, or tomorrow, oh, not going to make that mistake again. But, <laughs> but if you do the math, you'll kind of see that we got married right before everything that started happening with COVID. So we were able to, to have our wedding. We went on our honeymoon. We came back, and then three weeks later, we didn't see another human for about nine months. Anybody relate to that? Which, when you're newly married, has some great parts, but also some challenges, right? There's some challenges with that, some opportunities for growth, we called them. We had some, a lot of opportunities for growth during the time where we could no longer leave our house. The main one for me was our main opportunity for growth was doing the laundry, right? So let me explain a little bit. I, my wife, when, she, when we first got married, she didn't necessarily love doing laundry, and so I was like, hey, listen, I'm the, gonna be the caring, amazing, servant-hooded husband that I am. I would love to do the laundry. What I did not realize is there is a large difference from doing men's laundry and doing females' laundry. Let me, let me help all the single guys out here. This is how it looked before. I would take my clothes, regardless of color. I know my mom's in here. She's like cringing right now. You put your whites with the darks. It's fine, you know, whatever. Throw them, in the, throw them in the washer, take them out, put them in the dryer, take them out, hang them up, right? That, that's, that's how I had done it up to this point. Well, that is not the case With female clothing, each individual item has a perfectly regimented whatever way of washing things. I got different fabrics. I got things that shimmer. I got things that are soft. I got things that can go in the dryer. I got things, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. It lasted two loads before I got kicked off washer and dryer do I ruined I ruined several shirts which I replaced suddenly and somehow when I replaced the shirts we also doubled the amount of shirts that we got I'm not sure how necessarily that worked out but but that leads that leads to my greatest fear in life right now which is this phone call hey babe 
I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I, I forgot to put my clothes in the dryer from the washer. Before you leave, can you please just throw the clothes in the dryer? And in that moment, I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting there going, okay, that can maybe go in there. Does this need to just be fluffed and hung? Can it just be hung? Oh, we got Lulu. We definitely can't, we definitely can't dry those. I don't want to buy another pair of those. But even if we did dry them, like we would probably still take them back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, I remember being in those moments, it's a silly example, but I remember being in those moments and kind of going through each individual clothing, going, I don't know if this is right. Like, am I, am I actually doing this right? Am I doing this in a way that is going to bring more help than harm? And it's a silly example, but I think that if we're being honest with ourselves, as we look back at 2021 and a lot of us are, are going into a new year with new opportunities, as we look at the, the, some of the decisions that we've made in our life, I think some of us are asking that same exact question. Am I doing this right? I feel like I should have more fulfillment at my job. Am I, am I doing this right? I feel, like, I feel like I should have a better relationship with my kids. What, what am I doing wrong? Am, am I doing this right? Am I doing this in a way that brings more help than harm? Am I doing this right? And then you come to church and you hear all about God's plan. And like, man, you gotta find God's plan. And I just remember seasons of my life going, I don't know if I'm doing this right because this doesn't seem like it's God's plan. This doesn't seem, this job I thought was gonna be God's plan, but, but is this even God's plan? How do I even know what God's plan is? Should I go to this school or should I go to that school? Should I move my family across the country or keep them here? Should I take this new job? Should I invest with this opportunity? God, how in the world do I know your plan? It's just us right in front of the washer. I, I, I think I'm doing this right. I, I don't know necessarily if I'm doing this Exactly right. God, what is your plan for my life? Can I encourage you this morning with something about God's plan for your life? Have you ever thought that God's plan for your life isn't so much about what you do or where you go, but it's about who you are? Have you thought that God cares more about who you are and the relationship that he has with you over whatever number is in the bank account? You're trying to decide between two schools, UF, UCF. There's an obvious choice. We get that. It's UCF. Too soon, any UF fans in the house? I'm, I'll, I'll move on. It's, it's never too soon. I love that. Totally lost my place. But it's about who you are. It doesn't matter what, what college campus you go to. It matters who you are when you get there. Suddenly, and in this world, we've kind of created this imaginary uh, idea that God is sitting up in heaven going, you better pick that one. Oh, he just picked the wrong job. Well, he's forgotten. Man, they better move to that state. Oh, they moved to Utah. Nope, you're out. Oh, you, you, you chose that job over this job. You're no longer qualified to be in God's plan. Can I tell you that that is so unbelievably false? We're talking about the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe, he's more powerful than a job, than a cubicle, than a paycheck. If you get what's right on the inside of you, he can use you anywhere. God is more concerned about what's going on, on the inside than your, than your external success. I love this verse in 1 Thessalonians. It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. I love this. For this is God's will 
for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I've been looking for God's will my whole life in a job. I've been looking for God's will my whole life in a marriage. I've been looking for God's will with my whole life in a baby. I've been looking for God's will in all these different things when God's saying, no, 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 no. It starts here. It starts here. Because you know what I love about that list? Joyful, never stop praying, and thankful. None of those have to do with external accomplishments. They have everything to do with internal characteristics that, wait for it, make us more like Jesus. We're so worried about what job should I choose. I, I believe that God cares about what, what job that you have and, and what you do for a living. But if there's one thing I do know is that he could use you pulling behind a garbage truck. He could use you taking orders at Chick-fil-A. He could use you doing anything, anywhere, but it starts in here. As we start this new year, ask yourself, am I a kind of person that God can use anywhere? Or am I just happy and joyful when things go my way? So why am I saying this? What's the point in me getting up here and yelling and sweating and saying that, that man, God can use you as long as your heart is in the right place and you're passionately following after him? What's the point in me saying this? It's because I don't know if you've looked around recently, but our world is pretty dark. Our jobs are lost, the people at our jobs. Our family members Lost. Our friends, coworkers, hurting, broken. And we in this room have the cure. We have Jesus who can change their life in a moment. But us up here that work for the church can only do so much. So many times we think that God's plan is just for pastors. That's not true. It doesn't matter where you work, doing anything. You could be behind a garbage truck. You could be doing whatever on God's green earth. God has a plan for you to reach somebody and make an impact for him. God has a plan for you. But it starts with us. I love this verse in Colossians. It says, and whatever you do, I love that. Whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What would it look like if we treated our life as a whatever you do attitude? I could be doing anything on the planet, but I, but I know that my relationship with Jesus is healthy and that I love him and I love people. So you could put me anywhere. Whatever I do, I'm gonna make a difference for Jesus. What would our world look like? What would our families look like? What would our, what would our jobs look like if we took just one moment right here at the start of 2022? We say, God, I may not know what I'm doing, but you do. So I'm gonna trust you, I'm gonna follow you, and every single door that you open, I'm gonna walk through knowing that you know everything and you can make difference through me. Thank you, guys. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Chandler. You know, he talked about whatever you do, and, uh, and it's interesting, God's power and authority in that, but we're gonna connect all the rooms together. Let me ask you this, uh, just with a show of transparency, we're talking about God's grace and his goodness, but when Pastor Chandler, like when he started with, hey, I don't think I'm doing this right, raise your hand at all our locations if, you've, if you identify with, hey, I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm doing this right. We've got, we've got freedom, we've got power, we've got God's authority in our lives, and yet we struggle with, I'm not doing this right, but focus is not on us, it should be on him, and that changes everything. And so it's a privilege to introduce our next communicator. Our next communicator is affectionately from, from Guatemala to Sanford, affectionately referred to as Titi Clau. 
And so, uh, hey, listen, and they're losing their minds in Sanford right now. They are some mind losers in Sanford right now. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I understand this, that uh, there might be people who would question the legitimacy of ordaining a female as a pastor, and, and to refute that, I simply present to you Pastor Claudia Bucaro. That's the end of the conversation. That's the end of the conversation. So, Pastor Claudia. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you so much. Well, hello, Action Church. Happy 2022. It's a brand new year. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. And let me start by saying, Pastor Justin, thank you so much for the opportunity to just be on this platform. It's a huge privilege, and I, I highly appreciate it. And I just want to send some love to my Sanford family. I love you guys so much, and I can't wait to see you next week. Uh, so today, as I kept thinking about 2022, I just felt like 22 is going to be a year of miracles. How many, how many, how many people believe in miracles? Come on. And what if I told you that today you're going to be the witness of the first miracle of the year? Yes, that's right. So you're about to see Pastor Claudia preaching something that she's extremely passionate about. And she has five hours of content, but she's going to deliver it in 10 minutes. <laughs> that is the kind of miracle that you're about to experience. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, the beginning of the year, we all have resolutions. We all have those things that we say, these are the things that I want to start doing this year. These are the things that maybe I have to stop doing. There's going to be some areas where you're saying, I want to get better at this. And usually I, I talk with enough people to know that most of the times prayer is on that list. How many of you say, I want to pray more. I want to have a very better prayer life this year. And if you're not, tell the truth and let Jesus love you. It's okay. It's okay. So... In order to give you a picture of a better understanding of what prayer is, I want to tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I met my friend Amy Holden. I didn't know a lot about her. I knew a little because we have become Facebook friends. So, you know, you, you get to browse and kind of have an understanding of who the person is. I was a little intimidated by her because she has a strong personality. And so I remember that we started 21 days of prayer, and after the first day, 6.30 a.m., we finished prayer, and we start talking, and we realize that we work really close to each other. And I don't remember whose idea it was, but we decided, why don't we ride together all the way to downtown? So we drove my car to Sunrise Station, left the car there, I hopped on her car, and there we go, downtown. The first ride was a little awkward, because you see, we didn't really know each other that much, and, and you know, it's a personal space, and it's 40 minutes, and we talk about what we did for work, and then we complained about the traffic on I-4 because there's so much traffic, and then we were a couple of awkward silences, and then we finally get there. Day two, we start getting a little bit more comfortable with each other. We start sharing a little bit more, be a little bit more vulnerable. Day three, she starts sharing her testimony, her story, her journey. And I'm blown away, and then I start sharing mine, and we realize we have so many things in common. And then the days went by, and let me tell you, before we were complaining about the traffic by day seven, she's like, let me, let me, let me find the longest route to downtown so that we can have a little bit more time together so we can talk. And it became this moment where we were, we were laughing, we were talking, we were praying, we were singing, we were sharing stories. And, and sometimes, true stories, sometimes, you know, we're in the middle of the story, we will arrive and she will like just drive around the building. 
driving around the building. Especially when I tell her, hey, long story short, I'm going to be honest right now. Whenever I tell you long story short, it's like, let it, tell the truth and let Jesus love you. You know, like usually it's long. <laughs> so I remember she would just drive around until we actually arrived, we actually finished the story so that she could drop me off. Needless to say, by day 21, I realized this is an amazing person that I want in my life. And since then, we have developed a beautiful friendship. She's one of my best friends in the whole world. And I, I, I love the fact that it was because we took the time to spend time with each other. We took the time to talk so that we could get to know each other. Pastor Clark, why are you telling me this story? Well, it is a beautiful picture of prayer. How do we get from, I know about this person, I like this and this, but I'm not really sure about this and that, to I really want this person in my life and I want to be in relationship. We do it by spending time together. You see, prayer is nothing but talking to God. Say, talking to God. The reality is that communication is the foundation for any relationship. God desires to have communication with you. God desires to be in relationship with you. What if I told you that prayer is nothing but an invitation? An invitation to spend time with him. An invitation to be with the one that absolutely loves you so much and is so passionate about you and that you love too. How many of you love God? You see, we love God. We worship him. We adore him. But it's hard for us to spend time with him. There is a disconnect between those two. When you love somebody, it's easy to spend time with them. It's a reward. It doesn't feel like homework or a task. It's just a beautiful way to spend time together with the one that you love, the one that loves you. Unfortunately, we have made this complicated. Somehow prayer becomes a little intimidating or it's not really uh, something that we crave for because we don't understand it. Sometimes we have this wish list or sometimes we just have all these complaints and we don't even know how to go about it. You know, sometimes I ask people, how can we pray? They said, no, Pastor Claudia, I'm good. My life is really good right now. I don't need prayer. And I think, do you only talk to God when you need something? Please understand, if you need something, please talk to him. But what I'm saying is there is way more, way more to what it really means to pray and be in God's presence. So my prayer today is that as, as I share this thought, that maybe our perspective can shift. Because what's going to happen is if your perspective shifts, you have the opportunity to become this person that craves, that longs, that is in desperate need to spend time with the one that loves you. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Say fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You see, this is a scripture that may not look like prayer. But let me tell you why it's talking about prayer. Jesus went to the cross to give you a gift. The grace is the gift. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is the gift of access. 
You have access. Access to who? Access to the love of God. Access to the Father. Access to the throne of grace where you can come boldly before him as sons and daughters of the most high king, of the king of the universe. You have access. Jesus gave you. He paid a price so that you can have access to the Father. And then he gave you this beautiful gift of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. See, the word fellowship is a word koinonia. It means intimate spiritual communion, participative sharing, spiritual communion, intimate, a participation, a way to share. Did you know that you were created to be in communion with God all the time? And what if I told you that you will never feel more at home than when you're praying? We live in a world of performance. We have to perform everywhere we go. And when I hear people saying, no, I don't pray, I don't pray that good. No, no, no. It's not about performance. You can just come and be yourself. And then you will know God, his plan, his love, his wisdom, how his power, how amazing he is. And now you can just tell him your thoughts, your dreams, your cares, your challenges, the things that are keeping you up at night. You can share your dreams, your success, your assignment. Your fears, your tears, your silly jokes. God laughs at my silly jokes that nobody else does. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because he loves me. So my challenge to you for 2022 is that you understand that the spiritual discipline of prayer, it comes with a decision. So I pray that you make the decision to set, set aside some time to spend with God 2022. That you will talk to him just like you would do with anybody else. And you will hear back from him. Sit quietly and wait until he speaks back to you. Get a journal. Get your Bible. And I can guarantee you, you will be able to delight and enjoy and embrace the privilege of being in the presence that loves your soul. God bless you, everybody. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Claudia is famous for saying the Holy Spirit is my person, and so, uh, so thank you. The, the, just the, the sincerity of that connection, is, it's really clear. A lot of people feel like uh, I'm not an eloquent prayer, but the focus is not on us. The focus is on the goodness and the grace of God, and so thank you for that reminder. Uh, our final communicator this morning, uh, one of the things that you hear regularly from this platform, Pastor Justin often says, is that we believe that uh, church doesn't have to be endured, that it can be enjoyed. And one of the reasons why it's enjoyed is because we put incredible energy into creative expression. And, uh, and our creative director uh, is Pastor Evan Harper. And, uh, and so much of what we do creatively comes through his office. And I'll tell you this, he is, uh, he is every bit as gracious as he is creative. And so it's my privilege to introduce to you Pastor Evan Harper. And I wrote a poem for you. I'm just kidding, I didn't, I didn't. But, but the fact that you believe that immediately is hilarious. But uh, no, I, yeah, I get to be creative. It's a lot of fun. I get to do a lot of things. I get to hang out with my family online. Not my actually family, but that would be, you know, sad, but great. You know, it's all right. I get to hang out with a lot of friends online every week, which I absolutely love. So I'm excited to be here in the room here at Winter Park, hanging out at Sanford Oviedo, South Orlando. Excited to be joining you guys. I want to start with a little, little thought. Uh, it's a phrase that we've all heard. I'm sure you've heard it before already. You've probably said it. You may have posted it. I'm sorry if you're an influencer. I love you too, right? It's gonna work out. But it is, uh, it's the statement, new year, new. All right, yeah, but we're gonna do a little better. We got it, we got it. Ready? New year, new. 
Awesome, thank you. Yeah, new year, new you. Last service said new year, new me. And I was like, the why? There's a why thing. You can't be doing that, right? It's new year, new you. But here's the thing with the new year, new you. I would love to believe that for my life, but it, I just don't think it's true. It's, it's a dishonest statement for me. New year, new you. It, if, I'm, if I'm more honest, it, it is a lot more like, well, anybody have any regrets already? Day one? <laughs> really a couple? Yeah. Anybody else been to McDonald's already? Yeah. A, no, me neither. That's disgusting, right? I definitely didn't get a double quarter pounder and fries and it's fine. The parfaits are healthy, right? Yeah. 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 Yogurt parfaits are healthy. Listen, we had a great laugh in the drive-thru. She smiled, I smiled, we said Happy New Year's, we both laughed at being in the McDonald's. Anyway, New Year, here's the, if I'm more honest, the statement is New Year, same me, right? Like it's, I'm the, I'm the same guy. I thought I'd be different. I thought from the 31st to the second, I would lose all my insecurities and create good habits, but apparently, nope. Right, like uh, yeah, yeah, the date on my checkbook has changed. However, the amount that I could write on a check, not changed at all. In fact, it's probably gone down a little bit because of Christmas time, right? Like, if this is New Year, New Me, then I hope New Me came with a gift receipt because uh, it does the same thing as Old Me does. You definitely need to swap it out. That's kind of crazy, right? Like, it's, it's insane. So it's New Year, it's same me. That's, that's an honest thing. And every year I want to grow, and maybe you relate to this, you want to grow and you want to create good habits. I want to, like, pray every day. I want to be a better husband and, right, be a better coworker, a better friend and better son. I, I, I want to grow and do these things and, Hopefully you already have some of those things in your mind, the things you want to become and do. But what inevitably happens, and this isn't everybody, maybe you are like Marvel superhero, and that's awesome. I'm glad you're pushing through your new year, new you, right? That's awesome. But for most of us, by the time March comes around, it's like, yeah, why was I trying that hard? Like, I, like I feel pretty good about me, right? Like, I, I don't know why I'm trying to eat so healthy. And, and I'm frustrated by this, though, because it's a pattern every single year, right, that I keep repeating. I want to get better. I want to grow. But inevitably, I just kind of stop and fade out. And I was, I'm thinking about this and wondering, man, God, why is that the case? Like, why does this keep happening every single year? And I think one of the reasons is because like most of you, my resolutions, the things I want to get better at, the habits, the things I want to try to start doing or start being are all based upon and motivated by the regrets from the previous year, right? It's what I didn't do well last year is what I want to do better this year, right? Like, so we have these thoughts of, man, 2021 could have been Blank, if only I did this, right? I, 2021, I could have had more energy if I would have eaten healthier. 2021, I could have been happier if I would have spent more time with family and friends and less time working or whatever it is, right? We have these, these regrets that motivate us to change in the further year. The problem is, one, fear is a really bad motivator long-term, right? And then two, as January turns into February, turns into March. Well, you know the months. They keep going, right? January, February, March, April. As the months go on, as time continues, what? You get further and further and further and further away from what's motivating you and the regrets of the previous year. So what happens is you exponentially lose your motivation to change and become different and become more like Christ because I'm getting further and further away from the regret that's motivating me to change. So that's why I don't know if new year, new you really works. For me, at least. There he does for you. I think what would work a lot better is a new year with a new view. So a new year, the brand, same you, but a new view. And I'll read this verse to you. This is in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I love that word, but those who hope in the Lord. 
right? Because motivated by fear is one thing. Motivated by hope is a whole other thing. But they're the same, they're different sides of the same coin. They both speak to what could be, so it's easy to get them mistaken. Fear says what could go horribly wrong, what could be a disaster, what could be a bad decision, what could be a bad relationship. Hope says what could go amazingly well, what God could do in this situation, what redemption could happen in that relationship. Hope says what could be good. Fear says what could be awful, what could be bad, right? Two sides of the same coin. I love that verse talks about running, right? That we can run and not grow weary if we have this hope in the Lord. And I don't know if you're big into running or not, or if, if not, you can have dreams about running. And listen, I worked at a Planet Fitness. There's judgment-free zone. It's all good, right? I don't know if you're into running or not, but if you ever get into running or have a dream about running or watch Chariots of Fire or something like that, you'll have this realization that as you begin to run for the very first time or as you start running or, or try an endurance sport, the natural tendency is to keep your head down and look at your feet. Because apparently we forget, like, I don't know, we're on a trip. But don't step on a crack, right? Something about your mom's back. It's not good. So anyway, what happens is we, we start running and you keep your head down, right? But you quickly realize that if my head's down the entire time, all I can think about is the fatigue and the tiredness in my legs, right? And once you learned, oh, I, I can pick my head up and I can look forward into where I'm going. Not only does it help you disconnect from the fatigue in your legs, but also helps you breathe the right way. So you can go further, longer, and faster than you ever thought you could with your head down. And it's the same thing in our lives and in our relationships. If we live every day motivated by the regrets of the previous day, the regrets of previous decisions, we are running through our lives with our heads down. And we'll get fatigued and frustrated so quickly. But if we can learn to flip the coin of fear and find the hope, pick your head up and look towards where you could be. You can run faster, further, and for longer. And here's the deal, man. I, I just want you to hope again. I just want you to feel and experience hope again. I want you to hope for what could be in the midst of what isn't. I want you to hope for, for, for what God could do in the midst of what seems like he hasn't done anything yet. Because the reality is, I'm not hoping for a situation to change. Because God has never said, I will change your situation for your convenience. That's not a statement in the Bible. I'm hoping because I know the character of God is good. And I'm hoping to experience his goodness, not his good things. Goodness is not the results of God's behavior. Goodness is him by nature. That's who God is. And that's what our hope is for. It's the hope of the peace of the God. Hope that God is good. So my prayer for you this year is, that you would not be motivated by what 2021 could have been, but rather you're motivated by who you want to be in 2023. So I don't want you to have a new year and a new you. I want you to have a new year with a new view. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Evan. Hey, in just a second here, I'm going to pray over, over all of our homes, uh, but but before we do that, I wanna ask this question. I wanna, I wanna ask you to, to, to really evaluate because I'm sure today at Winter Park, at uh, South Orlando, at Oviedo, at Sanford, worshiping with us online, I'm sure there are a number of you guys and ladies that are motivated to be here today because you know what you're thinking, it's time for a, a, fresh, a fresh start. And that's the beauty of the calendar switching from one year to the next, but the flaw in that and what Pastor Evan was just saying right there is it's, it's, it's new year, but it is the same, same us. And what I've found in my almost 50 years of existence is, is most of the time, my biggest challenge is me. 
We get frustrated when we, when we dive into a resolution and we can't carry that through to the second week of February. What's really interesting and, and it's really an indictment is uh, this morning when I was up early, uh, getting ready to come to the, to the facility here, I saw multiple people tweeting that, uh, hey, you know what, I'm off to a bad start in 2022, but you know what, I'm gonna reset tomorrow. Uh, because they feel like like I can do that, like I can reset, and and this is the this is the issue with that is in our own strength we will always be left wanting. Fortunately, we don't have to rely on our own strength. Uh, if you're here today because I want I want a clean slate and a fresh start, I really admire and respect the fact that you said you know I, I need to get into church, but it's not even exclusively getting into church. It's really getting into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. Well, that's what we celebrate uh, the the arrival of the Christ uh, at, at at Christmas. Uh, his arrival, this gift, it seems like such a strange way to save the world. And yet, uh, what we also celebrate at Easter is, is his resurrection, overcoming the grave. And I don't know what regrets you have. I don't know what guilt you carry. And it might be from 2021. It might be from 2019. It might be from, from 27 years ago. I don't know what regret or guilt you carry, but I know that the grace of God is the only thing that can alleviate that. And it's not even that it would alleviate that, but it would set you free. And so I wanna ask at all of our locations here, Winter Park, Sanford, South Orlando, Oviedo, worshiping with us online, I wanna ask you guys and ladies, if you would please bow your heads at this time. And I'm gonna pray over everyone here in just a second, but before we do that, I wanna ask this question. Do you know that you've got a relationship with Jesus? Because you can hope for a fresh start, you can hope for a clean slate, you can, you can try to do things in your own power, but, but your discipline pales in comparison to the decision to follow Christ. Because that, that discipline will fail, but the, but the decision to follow Christ and Christ's love will never fail. And so I would like to ask at all locations, do, do you know the reality of Jesus' forgiveness in your life? Have you asked that? Have you trusted that? Have you made that certain? Jesus came and, and lived a sinless life as the Son of God and then willingly gave himself for, for your forgiveness uh, to, 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 to cover the burdens and and, and Pastor Chandler was talking about replacing the things that had been ruined. Uh, there's, there's a bill that's coming at the end of our lives that we, we can't cover that cost, but Jesus covered that cost for you. And all you have to do is receive that. So here at Winter Park, Sanford, South Orlando, Oviedo, worshiping with us online, if you're, if you're willing to acknowledge, you know what, Pastor, today, I need to make certain that I've got a relationship with Jesus. I need to ask Christ to forgive me of my past, or, or I need to renew because I, I've fallen off and it's been a while. I need to renew my relationship with Jesus. If that resonates in your heart right now, if God is talking to you in your heart at all of our locations, would you just raise your hand right now? You know what, Pastor, I need a relationship with Jesus. Raise your hand, yep, awesome, awesome. Raise your hand, raise it, awesome, I see. If you're one of those guys and ladies, yep, awesome, ma'am, fantastic. At all of our locations, if you're saying, you know what, it's not just about a clean slate, it's about having a relationship, awesome, I see you. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. Not, not the self-discipline, but the decision to follow Christ. If you're one of those guys or ladies, not only here, but at each of all locations, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, would you just, I'm gonna pray for everybody here in just a second, but if you're one of those guys or ladies, uh, I, I saw the hands, uh, leaders at our locations saw the hands, but God sees the heart, and so, if you're one of those guys or ladies at each of our locations, just right there where you are, right there in your heart, would you pray this with me? Just right there where you are, right there in your heart, would you pray this with me? Something like this. Say, dear God, I need you. Just right in your heart, dear God, I need you. I realize in this moment, my, my past, my regret, my sin, and Jesus, I believe that you can set me free. 
I do believe that you're the son of God and that you lived a life on my behalf, a death that you overcame so that I could overcome my sin. And so Jesus, right here, right now, I ask you to come into my heart, to give me a hope and a future and a new life. And God, from this point forward, as best I know how, I wanna live for your glory, not my own. And God, for every, for every home that's represented, for every marriage that's represented, for every future that's represented, your word, your word tells us that you know, you know the plans that you have for us. Not plans for, for harm, but plans for a hope-filled future. And God, I, I pray that we would, that we would trust in your, your character and your nature. It is perfect. And you've got a significant plan. And part of that significant plan for each one of us in 2022 is to step outside of ourselves and to trust you and to pursue you, not leaning on our own strength, but pursuing you, your kingdom and your righteousness. And God, we can't wait to see what you wanna do in and through us in this new year, not for our own glory, but for yours. We pray these things in the name of the life changer, Jesus, amen, amen. Come on church, let's celebrate what God did.